It is Monday, the 17th of October. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shane Lee not here this morning, but uh, very happy to say Melbourne comedian Luca Muller is. How are you, Luca? Good, mate. Thanks for having me, Tim. How are you? Yeah, good. You had a busy weekend and, and played a couple of gigs. Moving house was quite full on for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all happening. A couple of fun gigs in the city. Um, I had a good one, actually, after one of the gigs. So this is about 11 o'clock at night on mm. the streets of Melbourne. Bumped into a big group of punters who'd been in the show, and I saw yeah. that they sort of recognised me at first. I was like, oh, here we go. Maybe a few compliments coming my way. Big ego boost. Mm. And they go, oh, hello, mate. You were on the show, weren't you? Um, do you know any restaurants that would be open at this time of night? <laughs> oh, it's nice that I was walking at the races on Saturday and some bloke goes, oh, g'day, Tim. Yeah. Oh, you're a dickhead. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Thank Great, you so much. Awesome. Enjoy, Thank enjoy, you, mate. enjoy the rest of your day. All right, we've got plenty to talk about today. What about Namibia in the, the T20 World Cup? Unbelievable. EPL Manchester United had so many chances. And St Kilda, oh, the dramas. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. So this Cricket World Cup, uh, the T20, who would have ever thought that Namibia would beat Sri Lanka? I love these upsets. Uh, I know that the Netherlands have had one, Ireland have had one, but uh, this is a biggie. It's so good, isn't it? I love this, love this result. Uh, It's one of the great things about World Cups or just tournament cricket, tournament sport in general, the upsets like this and the moments you get. Like this is going to be a huge moment in Namibian cricket history for years to come, you know. It's so good to see. Oh yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how the Australians go here. They've struggled with the bat going into it. Warner has had a wobbly... Like, you're scoring runs, but then he had that injury. You've got Finch struggling. You've got this fantastic bowling attack. Went down to the English in the series. So how will the Aussies go? We'll have to wait and see, of course, in the T20 World Cup. Now, tennis, often you look at people and it, you, as you get older, you realise, be careful what you wish for. And not everything is what it seems. Like Todd Woodbridge to me presents as the fittest guy. He's only a couple of years younger than me, but I thought, you know, you look at him and he's fit, he's slim, he's a million uh, miles an hour. But he, like everyone, is vulnerable and he's actually had a heart attack and it's great that he's come out and spoken about it. Thankfully, he's okay. But um, it's just another reminder, isn't it, Luke? And no matter where you're at, you just got to keep getting those checkups, huh? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like you say, he was only 51 and, uh, yeah, in super good shape, obviously, former professional athlete, still looked very slim, uh, mm. doing a lot of things. But, yeah, apparently it was just a hereditary issue, which is so scary, isn't it? Sometimes it's nothing to do with your sort of health and well-being at all. It's just, uh, yeah, it exists in the system, you know. It's a bit scary, but it seems like he's recovering well. This was last week and he's uh, up and about again. So, yeah, thoughts are with, uh, with Todd there. Yeah, what a player. What a, what a doubles player. Him and uh, Mark, the, the Woodies, just extraordinary. And, uh, yeah, thankfully uh, he's okay. Very good golfer too, single marker, uh, talented sportsman. Now, the world game, I watched a bit of this game this morning, Manchester United versus Newcastle, and, and rarely did Newcastle leave that ground um, without, uh, you know, without going down to Manchester United. They've really got the wood on them at home. And they had so many chances, Man U. 
Yeah, absolutely. For a game that ended nil-nil, it was uh, still very action-packed. Newcastle and Man United both obviously thought they had a good chance to get the win, so both were playing this attacking, aggressive football. A um, lot of chances. Joel Linton hit the post twice within about 10 seconds of each other. So close there. But yeah, on the other end of the scale, Man, Man United was pushing for it as well. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo started his first game in a while and he looked pretty good, so maybe he'll be making his way back into the starting lineup there. Uh, yeah, very good game for something that ended in a nil-nil draw. Yeah, busy few days in the APL. Yeah, big time, big time. A few uh, few interesting results. Fulham and Bournemouth played out a 2-2 draw in a, another fast-paced action game that uh, both sides obviously thought they could win and needed to for its uh, relegation implications mm, down absolutely. the track. I think they'll both be happy to take a point away from that, though. Uh, Wolves managed a 1-0 win over Nottingham, who... Still early days in the season, obviously relatively early, but Nottingham, things do not look good. There's not a lot of sunshine in the forest there for them. Uh, They seem to be just about resigned to relegation already. Uh, In probably the most boring game I've ever watched, Leicester and Crystal Palace drew nil-nil. That was the opposite of the Man United one. Not a lot of chances at all. And just last night, woke up to this result this morning, just watched the highlights. So good. Liverpool managed a 1-0 win over Man City in a... Result that surprised a lot of people, myself included. I did not think Liverpool would be able to get points out of this game, given how their season's gone so far. But surprising, very good win. Mo Salah managed to score a goal, uh, carrying forward his Champions League form from the middle of the week. So that's good. Maybe that'll help them uh, turn things around a little bit in the EPL. Elsewhere, Chelsea, Spurs, Brentford all got wins with uh, Brentford striker Ovin Tyne. I Ivan Tony making his case for World Cup selection with two goals against Brighton. Yeah, and, and domestically, Jamie McLaren, a double. We're not far away, actually, from the World Cup, are we? A lot of preparations being finalised in Qatar, but the A-League uh, rolls on here in Australia. And, yeah, Melbourne City got the uh, got the chocolates with that Jamie McLaren double. Yeah, yeah, he's playing good. He's looking very good heading into the World Cup, which is great to see. Yeah, they managed to beat Brisbane Raw 2-0 with just 10 players as well. They had a player sent off uh, after about 50 minutes or so. They managed to hold on to the 2-0 win for that. So, Melbourne City started the season very strong. I think they'll have a pretty bitter taste in their mouth after that grand final loss to Western United last year. I think they're looking very motivated. They're looking like uh, probably the best team in the A-League after a couple of weeks. Yeah, stay with us. We've got all the NRL, the Rugby League World Cup, the AFL, the fallout at St Kilda, plus plenty more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same-game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian-owned. The only betting app you need this spring is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. St Kilda, they haven't won a premiership, Luca, since 1966. And look, as everything peels back on this story, it doesn't look like they're going to win one anytime soon. Boy... Yeah, absolutely. They're in so much turmoil right now. Um, obviously, with Brett Ratton being fired, it looks like Ross Lyon is shaping up to be the mm. most likely candidate to return as coach, which is good, I suppose. He's a good coach, but he 
obviously used to coach them and walked off the job pretty dramatically, pretty sensationally uh, 12 years ago. So, I don't know. It's it's no good. And people are calling for, uh, for heads to roll on the board there with uh, the president, Andrew Bassett, and the chief executive, Simon Lethleen, with some pretty, pretty wild decision-making around this Ratton decision and everything. And like you say, it's obviously been a long, long time since they've won a premiership, but it feels like since 2010 with the draw, drawn grand final, that was sort of their... That was their big chance to maybe get it all together. It's just been all tumbling downhill since then. So I think the rebuild will be pretty long for the poor Saints there. Yeah, absolutely. And look, all Melbourne clubs, all clubs in the AFL have a, a proud history, whether it's long or recent. Hawthorne have done very well over the past, say, 25 years, but not so well in the last little while. Coach Sam Mitchell is firing up and saying we're going to get back to these glory days and we're going to get there quickly. I'm not going to put a speed limit on how fast the Hawks can get soaring again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like this from Sam Mitchell. I like it a lot. And obviously, people were pretty shocked by their sort of uh, their trading tactics mm. through the trade period most recently. They let go a lot of senior players and brought in a lot of picks. Uh, obviously, the biggest names they let go, Yagro Mira, Tom Mitchell, Brownlow winning midfielder. Um uh, it's obviously they're committing to the rebuild. And I like that Sam Mitchell's taking the team and going, hey, this is my team now. This isn't just something I've inherited from Alistair Clarkson. I'm going to put my own stamp on it and we're going to build it from brick one and we're all in this together. Um, so it could be a bit of a long ride for Hawks fans, but I do like that he's sort of uh, trying to reshape the identity of the club there. Well, the alarm clocks went off early here. Uh, my mother was born in Lebanon, so there's rich Lebanese heritage in this household. And they were playing New Zealand uh, in the, the Rugby League World Cup. And I tell you what, it was a brave performance for, you know, Lebanon, obviously a minnow when it comes to Rugby League. But it was 18-12 early in the second half. So well done to them. Of course, New Zealand kicked on a bit in the second half to get the win. But uh, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. Australia had a good win, um, as you'd imagine. Uh, but the Rugby League World Cup in the north of England. I bet you we do see another one of these upsets, a Namibia style upset somewhere <laughs> in the Rugby League uh, World Cup. This was brutal this boxing, uh, Luca. Devin Haney beating uh, George Cambosis Jr. in that brutal rematch. My brother went along yesterday in Melbourne. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, Rod Laver Arena here in Melbourne. Um, no good, yeah. Aussie George Cambosis goes down again to Devin Haney. Uh He's great, great boxer, George Cambosis, but Devin Haney really is one of the best guys in the world right now. He's probably top 10 and even maybe top one or two in that weight class. Uh, so I think there's no shame in these losses, but it is it is a bummer to see after Cambosis had that massive win over Teofimo Lopez a couple of years ago. It looked like we sort of had this amazing shock underdog guy coming out of Australia. The, the ceiling was high. Nobody knew uh, just what he could do in the sport. And now it looks like he's come crashing down uh, a little bit with these losses to Devin Haney. But like I said, no shame in that. Haney's a great, great boxer. And what's next for Cambosis? Hard to say. This is the the end of the mandatory rematches between him and Haney. So I think they'll go their separate ways. No more rematches. I hope maybe he goes back to that Teofimo uh, Lopez rematch. Um, mm. A lot of stuff sort of come out in the last couple of years since that fight about the personal issues and the hard time that Lopez was having in his life. So I'm sure he'll probably want to get the win back and prove to everyone that, it, you know, he is the better boxer. And I think that'd be a good bit of cash and another chance to get a surprising win for Cambosis. So maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was a cracking day on Saturday 
the weather in Sydney just extraordinary, um, and we haven't had a lot of good days. But the Everest, 46,000 people at Ramwick, and it was Mornington trainer Clayton Douglas, just this 27-year-old who's only been trading for two years with the three-year-old Giga Kick that came over the top of the Superstar Nature Strip to win the $15 million. It does water the eyes a little when you think about it. <laughs> Six-odd million dollars to the slot holder, James Harron, and the connections obviously involved there, Clayton and, yeah, Craig Williams. It was a bit of a, uh, a Melbourne invasion, Mornington invasion, and they got the chocolate. So well done to Giga Kick on Saturday. I'll tell you what, uh, on the subject of kick, Jack Miller won't be happy uh, with one of his own mates taking him out in the Australian Grand Prix. Oh, this was brutal, wasn't it? On just the ninth lap of the Phillip Island GP down there, Jack Miller taken out by Alex Marquez. In, I mean, I watched it back. Super unrealistic attempt to overtake, I think, and the fans are very unhappy about it. The commentators were shocked by it, and Jack Miller rightfully is pretty unhappy uh, with what went down there. And I think next weekend at the Malaysian GP, sparks might fly again between those two. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wrapping it up, Luca, will you put the top hat and tail on through the spring? Are you going to get out to, to one of the racetracks in Melbourne and enjoy a little bit of the uh, the springtime fair? <laughs> nothing planned so far, nothing planned. But I don't know if you saw, with all the flooding here in Melbourne, mm. uh, Flemington Racecourse managed to protect themselves. They've got a pretty solid wall built around, so good to see, I suppose, that the race will be going ahead. But, uh, yeah, maybe I'll make my way down there at some point. What about you? Oh, yeah, I'll be out there working a lot of it in Sydney. But, um, yeah, that, yeah, we won't go into that wall, but... That is quite controversial, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. Good to talk today, buddy. Thanks, mate. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors today, Luca. Yeah, absolutely, Tim. Big thank you to Barclay Pierce Capital and Elite Bet. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. See you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Lunch with Lee. Former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.